0: Hey, and welcome back to the Gift of Gab podcast. My name is Justin Williams, and it's been a while. It has been a while. That's a different podcast, though, where I'll tell you about the diplomatic issues I've had with companies that own my soul. Moving forward, today I have a guest with me, ladies and gentlemen. You can probably tell by the name of the title of the show, but this guest has been here before. This is the second time. When this gentleman first joined me about two years ago, we actually set a record on the Gift of Gab podcast, which was only broken by the last episode I released But this man held over thirty thousand listens i got dms about this guy i had questions about him things i couldn't answer so i just ignored them but maybe we'll get to some of those today a little bit of q a session we'll see what happens but ladies and gentlemen this is one of my good friends somebody who i consider I i don't like i said a good friend i have his contact information i'm actually at his like house right now it's fucking glorious. It's like a bat cave. Imagine if Bruce Wayne lived here. The only thing he's missing is like the underground lair with the car on Lazy Susan, the oversized thing, and like bats. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the hottest up-and-coming actor in the GTA
1: area, my good friend Chase Tang. Oh my god! Thank you for that kind, amazing introduction, Justin. I am flattered, flattered, and excited to be here.
0: Oh, it's a great. It's great to have you back, man. Yeah, I haven't seen you in like a year and a half, two years. It ago. has
1: been so long, man. Time flies. Like you look great. You haven't oh, changed a day. I feel like we never lost a beat, but time does fly because it was close to over two years ago when about we last that, connected. Yeah, yeah.
0: which was when the podcast and you got busy with your thing. Yeah, I got busy with yeah. My yeah. Thing. Oh my god, yeah. we have it a flies. lot to talk about. We do. Oh, yeah. I'm so this. sorry, guys. It really gotta check the audio on this after. Yeah. Moving forward. So, Chase, what is new
1: with you? Yeah, uh, the past couple of uh, months, two to three months, has been a little bit crazy, a little bit nutty. Um, I think if anybody were to Google my name, they might kind of have an idea of the, 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 the reasons and the different things that are cooking. But life has been a little bit on the crazy side for sure, which is good. It's been busy crazy, but you know, no complaints. I think for most actors, that's what we want. We want to be busy and we want to get calls and we want to get um, things going. So um, no complaints whatsoever, but definitely has been beyond crazy to be quite frank with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things like, I know there's only, like, we talk off the podcast mm-hmm. and off the record and yeah. things we can and cannot disclose, yeah. but you've told me
0: like your schedule, how yeah. you been busy? Yeah. Man, I've been like your number one like cheerleader, like you yeah. just don't know about. Like, so I was at a, do you know Tiffany Bloom by any chance?
1: Tiffany Bloom? No, I
0: don't. No? Okay. Um. I don't know if you guys have ever met, but I was at her birthday party recently yeah. and your name had, had been brought up. No way. I swear <laughs> oh to God, right? Oh my God. And I'm sitting there and this one guy was like, yeah, you know, um, this one guy Chase Tang and I was like, what about him? <laughs> I'm like you want to fight let's go oh, he's I like no it. man like I, I worked with him on this project and I, I'm horrible with names It yeah. was, was a brown gentleman yeah. uh, also an engineer and yeah, yeah. He, he was saying he's like yeah we worked together in the like, background one time blah, yeah. blah 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 sweet
1: dude I'm just proud of his success and I'm like yeah man like So, like, you're known within, like, this, like... Justin, I've had a lot of people message me that I've done background with because I was doing background religiously from 2016 to 2018. and, um, And a lot of people, they've actually messaged me. They say, man, we've met because we did background. And the thing is this... I am probably the quietest person on set. Like right. anytime I do background, I'm the kind of guy who hides in the corner. I introduce myself to nobody and Hat so down. I'm very, yeah, okay. very quiet. So a lot of people, they're like, I feel like I know you. And they're like, I do know you because you used to always do background. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. And then they're always like, man, I wouldn't have known. I would not have known, but they're like, I always sense something a little different about you. Yeah. So I have had a lot of people reach out to me and say, man, we've met on set on background <laughs> room. So it's funny you share that story.
0: Well, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah no you, there is something different about you like I said mm. and like I think you mentioned that we had this like when I met you I, I was drawn to your energy into, like, yeah. your, if you believe in chi essentially yeah. I was drawn to this like, yeah. this nobility you yeah. have this, this humbleness yeah. you have and I'm just like oh my god I need to, yeah. I need to hang out with this guy more which is why you really literally the, when you set the record for the most uh, <laughs> listens on oh, this I, I was if I had the budget I would have got you like a belt or like, a shot glass <laughs> oh <something>. my god <laughs> if, this, oh, if, my if god. this gets picked up and we go major again I promise to get you something oh man it's, but, it's but, all good our goal is to break a um, sorry break a million. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it, Because the bar is set now at six hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, and just based on the follower count and my mathematics, this will blow up probably when the big thing that you were working on yeah, gets yeah. Um, yeah. noticed by the yeah. world. Yeah. And I'm so excited to be a part of likewise, this. Likewise, likewise. Um, I feel like I'm living through you vicariously. I appreciate that, <laughs> Justin. That is a huge, huge compliment. Thank you so much. So you were mentioning that you get a lot of DMs. Mm. How many do you get on a daily basis? Or weekly, Uh, whichever number works better for you.
1: So I would say weekly Weekly would be pretty accurate. I probably, on a typical day, Mm. I'll get anywhere between 20 to 25 DMs. Okay, and these are a combination of people that I know to random people yeah. and the messages that I get are not short messages like and it's it's so. so hard to not respond because when somebody pours their heart out and writes you a two or three paragraph message about like oh my god um you know i heard about your story or whatever and so inspiring can you tell me about xyz it's so hard to like you almost feel like you want to share everything with them but at the same time when you multiply that by 20 30 people and then also these other emails i have to answer to with my agent with my manager with all these other commitments that i have to do it's just so hard to kind of connect so on a typical day i would say 20 to 30 and i wish they were short. Answer questions, but they are bloody long. And, so it's so yeah. funny you mentioned that because when um,
0: when I flew to LA, yep. which is how I met Joe Rogan, which we'll discuss yep. later. Yeah, um, a bunch of people who again I've worked background yep. with or whatever it is, they had sent me a message and just like a random person on yep. the show message me, and I was exhausted over three emails or messages. I'm telling you, man,
1: <laughs> you answer five, your whole day is gone. It's shot because yeah. you want to make it sound personal. Yeah. You're
0: like, oh my god, you know, thank you so much for
1: X. And it's not just one; it's it's a back and forth thing. Little, so like, yes. so like that's the thing is like sometimes a whole day I will communicate with like five to seven people and these could be people from different people who dm me to to uh people in the professional world and like you just feel like you feel you were so productive but when you look you're like man i've only contacted five or seven people throughout the whole day right so sometimes it's because it's not just a one answer it's like there's back and forth and then it takes time so it definitely could be very exhausting and i think it's one of those things where i'm so appreciative and i wish that there was a more efficient system that you could that you can kind of connect with people and I think that's why things like podcasts and YouTube videos I think is amazing to be able to connect closer to people sure. and at a at a larger scale so it's not a one-to-one.
0: Of course not. Yeah. Exactly. And I, f- I feel exactly that which is why yeah. um, when you had called me that one yeah. day and like, telling me all this information, yeah. I immediately wanted to get you back on the podcast yeah. for, obviously because I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> number one. I miss you too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And number two because I remember when I had my little blip there when I was in LA, I got three messages Yeah, and I thought, if I had a blip and you have a fucking, like, volcano eruption of this information, <laughs> I can only imagine yeah. the surplus and the validity of things just coming your way, yeah. whether it's positive, negative, yeah. or indifferent, and I'm assuming these are things you want to address. For sure. Um, I don't know about you, but with my material on stage, I do get kind of hated sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've been hated. Yeah. I would kind of like to see how, if you were, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, like, I see you as, this, like, perfect goddess. Oh, or my God, God. Sorry. You <laughs> are too kind. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, But one thing which got a lot of feedback from me personally um, and from my fans and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe your fans was your Uh daily routine. Yeah. Right. Has that altered in two years?
1: Um, It definitely has. It has altered, but I've also stayed very true to um, the core of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and my daily routine, like I, this is a question where I get so, so often. And that's why I feel like for this to be on the top and the first thing we discuss, I think it's amazing. So... (laughs) For myself, I I think anybody who follows me whether on Instagram or Facebook, I think they probably know that I'm a big fanatic around like diets and working out and stuff like that. Right. But that's on a very surface level. I am actually I wouldn't consider myself very spiritual, but I would consider myself somebody who really guards my mind um, very well. So my mental game is like there is a gate and there's a lock in the front and it's fully shut. So I'll give you a <coughs> example when I go to sleep I completely shut off um, my phone in the in silence so that means when I'm sleeping there's no way that anybody could contact me not even vibrate nothing everything's fully shut off right. and then I I have this um, sleep app that I use where it tracks my sleep and it tracks my snoring everything so I know exactly how many hours of sleep that I get and I also know when I hit deep sleep you know soft sleep all that stuff right. so my sleep is down to a science now every morning um, when I wake up usually I will go and um, you know if I need to go uh, take a leak or anything like that and before I if I'm gonna go back to sleep, I never look at my phone ever right So that is one thing that I do very different other people. I control because the moment I op- I look at my phone, the floodgates open. So I'm oh. very particular when I look at my phone when I don't oh. and um, so in the mornings before I get my whole routine started, I do not look at my phone because if I look at my phone and I have done it a couple of times if I look at my phone, I will feel a little anxious, I'll feel a little anxiety, I'll get a little bit sweaty in the chest, and next thing I know, I can't fall back to sleep, because I will get a whole bunch of emails, a whole bunch of things I need to address, and these cause, um, they kind of cause a little bit of that adrenaline rush, and then I can't go back to sleep, and it could mess up my sleep. So that's (laughs) the one thing I'm very particular, is when I check my phone, when I don't. So I think anybody who knows me, they think that I'm on Instagram and Facebook 24-7. Incorrect. So I know that is the impression that the world has, but that is not true. I do it in blocks. When I go work out, I do not carry my phone with me. And I work out sometimes, uh, at least every day, but sometimes I work out twice a day. So when I'm working out, I do not to look at my phone. Now, in terms of um, my daily routine, when I get up in the morning, I am a huge slit stickler when it comes to water, so hydration. So right. I drink a tremendous amount of water in the morning and um, that's one thing that I am very consistent and I've done that for the last two, three years and i stay consistent to that no matter I took that from you yeah, no matter how busy or how unbusy I am I'm very consistent with that mm. so I would say a typical day I would probably drink maybe about anywhere between 4000 to about 5000 milliliters of just pure water so every five single day liters, four liters. yeah okay. exactly yeah and uh, so in the morning usually i'll do about 1000 to 2000 first thing in the morning and it just kind of starts up my system and everything and then um and then uh, and my dental hygiene is like i would say it's probably if not am on the best in the world i mean my dentist say i'm like the top 1 1% one, one so oh, i've oh, got shoot. i'm very particular with using like a a a, a a water floss, a, um, oh yeah, God. a, a t- yeah, water floss. Also, uh, like obviously flossing, obviously like yeah. electric toothbrush. I've, my electric toothbrush, I think is like $150 or something like that. Yeah. So those are like a lot of these basic things that I think people overlook. These are right. things I take very seriously because I do put a lot of pride into looking after myself, mm-hmm. you know, now, um, how my day starts typically once I get my, um, sort of hygiene uh, routine Ready to go This is when I will officially look at my phone And this is oh. when I will start checking emails and everything So the first thing I do in the morning the Mine is always the sharpest in the morning I don't eat breakfast Obviously I think you maybe know that from last night So yeah. I usually don't eat anything I just drink water And I even rarely drink coffee If I need to drink coffee I will But yeah. I usually don't So in the morning just water okay. Now for the first three to four hours It's straight work so that means replying to emails, getting caught up on social media, you know, uh, any additional content creation I need to do, all that stuff, my productive time is between the hours of 7 in the morning until probably 10. 12, maybe a little later, until 12, 1 o'clock. All that whole time, it's all computer work, phone work, it's all making calls, it's, it's anything that requires more intellectual kind of work. Mm. That'll take me into around one or two o'clock. So I'm fully fasted. I haven't eaten anything. Yeah. Now, this is when I go and take my pre-workout drink. And this is when I go workout. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same thing. I work empty stomach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I will do a combination of weightlifting to sprints to... Um, I will go swimming. I'll do long jogs. And then so after I work out, that is when I will um, have my one and only meal. Right. Yeah. So this here... Is a very typical day of me. My typical routine looks something like this. It's a very simple day, mm-hmm. and um, usually, depending on how busy I am, I usually this is kind of the core of it. So if I if I have to go shoot, uh, let's say if I have to be on set or I have anything I need to do early in the morning, I might adjust it in terms of when I, you know, shift things around. But I would say these are the core things of what my daily routine looks like. Everything I just named out. So it's a very simple life. It's a very efficient. Way and as things come up, I will deal with it. But this is pretty typical. And then after I usually have my meal, I will go back doing more work. You know, and then sometimes I feel like I might go work out again. I might work out twice a day. But right. this is my typical day. Look something like that. So what is your workout routine?
0: You mentioned like a bunch of cardio there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
1: So my workout routine. Um, I usually will either do uh, a bodybuilding routine mm-hmm. or I will go swimming in uh, the local good life pool or I will do sprints just outside or I will do jobs and then I stretch pretty much every single day. So among these four to five things, pretty much every day I will do one of these things every single day. Sometimes I'll do two of them. So my workout routine, to give you an example, if it's a day I'm going to go weightlifting, I will go to the gym, I will lift weights, and then after the end of my um, weightlifting session, I might hit the treadmill for half an hour. Right, okay. Yeah. Or sometimes if it's a nicer day, I will go to the gym, work out, lift weights, and then on my way back... I will park my car at a parking lot and then do sprints for like another half an hour. I remember you telling me this. Yeah, yeah. so so my workout routine is very, it's very simple to follow and it's very, sometimes people they stop working out because life gets very busy. So for me, I try to squeeze it in where I make it easy for myself. So if there's traffic, I'll pull off on the side of the road and I'll just do sprints. Sometimes I'll do like a thousand push-ups just, you know, at my house if, if the weather's not good, I don't want to go out. So I try to make it as efficient as I can. But in terms of um, my sort of weightlifting, it's very bodybuilding specific. So it's, you know, I, I I do isolation exercises. Like if I'm gonna do arms, I only do arms. If I'm gonna right. do chest, I only do chest. Exactly. You know, just kind of following those those big muscular guys you see on, you know, like of course. yeah. So I, I do that and then I do a lot of the sprinting, swimming, jogging, and stretching. So that's pretty much my workout routine.
0: Well, it was cool. Like when you when I walked into your place, yeah. very very nice. By the yeah. Way. Um I noticed one thing you don't have, and I thought you would. Or I just kind of missed it. Was those uh, those pull up bars? Yeah, right there. Which I oh okay, there it is. Yeah, wow, that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because I bought one from uh, National Sports, and it's like yeah. one of those like
1: hang up on the doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so those are like
0: amazing. The wide bar, and I'm like,
1: yeah. I like changed my life. My, my back's never been yeah, so strong. Yeah, yeah. I was like, go to,
0: like a shitty gym, and it's always take taking- just. Taking- I'll
1: tell you, man. I like to I like to do the whole five tick thing. so one tick two tick three tick five tick one two you know yeah. that thing right so i i like to keep track and sometimes if you literally every night okay or night but every other night if you just do let's say 20 pull-ups you will be surprised in a week you could bang off like 500 pull-ups like just and you feel nothing like you're like i'm not even that tired and and it's just like but having a pull-up bar is tremendous i think and i and i think that is amazing you have that it's funny it's so cool you mentioned this because joe rogan was talking about it he's like you know when like when you're not really
0: used to, to dieting, whatever, it's yeah. nice, like chips and yeah. you can catch But if you replace that chip with like a workout, like just yeah. like uh, a a dumbbell yeah. or a, a pull-up bar, for yeah. example, that that now becomes your release. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because most people eat when they're bored. Yeah. So if you're bored, mm-hmm. I'm going to do pull-ups. And yeah. I, I was like, would I do that? And I thought about it. And I was like, well, so I went out and bought one. And my God, like I'm doing 70 pull-ups now. Why? Amazing. And like my back feels so good. Yeah. Um, you look great. Thank you so much, <laughs> yeah. man. Actually, wear the shirt because I'm like, it's kind of tighter. Just, but <laughs> I was it. it I love it. I love it. Um, also, by the way, thank you for the, uh, the whiskey, I believe it is, Oh, for my dad. Oh, man. That's, pleasure. Uh, pleasure. You're too kind. Too kind to me. I gotta bring you a, a gift sometime when I come no, back. No man, but you
1: being here is a gift in itself. <laughs> oh,
0: you're too kind. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very proud to be one of the few people that knows about this hidden back cave. <laughs> so, and I won't go around obviously sharing this information. Yeah, um, we do have a lot to talk about. So For sure. We've hit a really high point with uh, with your work. I was being very passionate mm-hmm, about that? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a bit lower because I don't want to end the podcast yeah, on something sad. For but sure, we're gonna talk about your battle with
1: depression. Yeah, now is
0: it just depression? Is it anxiety? Oh, is it man? Uh, it was. Um, it
1: was. It was everything. Uh, I would say everything that you can imagine on that on that list of mental illness. So I would say mental illness is probably the more accurate. Um, the more accurate description. So. My first time experiencing anything like that was when I was um, 15 years old. Okay. So, it was a time when my hockey career was, like, going nowhere. And... When I grew up all I like hockey was my life and I grew up with a lot of people who have um, you know, they've played professionally, a lot of them maybe NHL. So when you're kinda of around that, it does take a bit of a, a hit on you when you kinda of grew up with that and maybe some of these guys you're better than. Yeah. So yeah, around fifteen years old was the first my first battle with depression. And I remember I went from being depressed. To completely losing my identity where I ex- I develop extreme panic attacks, extreme social phobia. So that means when your whole identity is tied to something, right. if somebody takes that away. So at that time, it was to do hockey. Mm-hmm. So because I was no longer as good or as dominant as I, I, I wanted to be or whatever, you just feel like you're... You feel like your self-worth is the size of a pea. You know, you go from like something to now you're like an ant. You're so small. Right. So I remember I was – I would be sitting in – the first I noticed it was I was sitting in chemistry class, and I put up my hand to about to give an answer, and I had a full-blown panic attack in the anticipation of about to talk. And then I noticed it severely it was when I was about to do a presentation, and I couldn't do it because I, I literally – I was so nervous I couldn't talk and then at that moment I knew something was wrong so my mom took me to see a psychologist but at 15 years old was my first experience with um, with um, depression panic attacks and then it developed into social phobia where when I was in public talking with people mm. I would be nervous to the point where passing out in these things it's not even on the scale like if passing out was 6 out of 10 I was at like a 12 like you were it was just like, it was beyond death. It was scary. So thankfully, it only lasted for about um, less than a year. I went to see a psychologist and I got it fully treated. So I was good. Now, um, I don't know if if other places have covered this, but I did also experience, um, depre- uh, not so much depression. This time it was more um, massive anxiety, this, this one here. And right. this was around the time, probably one year before I met you. It was around um, the hardest time of my life. I think anybody who knows me personally will will know this. The month of August, September, October, November of two thousand and fifteen. Those four months, hands down, was the hardest time in my entire life. May I ask yeah, two thousand and fifteen. August, September, October, November. I ex- developed um, extreme, extreme anxiety attack. Like extreme, like. It was like um, so. I was working the corporate world, and it didn't go as well as I wanted it to. And I, there was a time when my corporate career went very, very well, and then things kind of took a massive turn. So um, it was, it got so bad where, like, I want you to, I want you to almost visualize, visualize, not be, visualize being awake for. 48 hours, okay? So you haven't slept for 48 hours. Right, so you're like... Now, yeah, now somebody just is pointing a gun at uh, one of your family members and then saying, okay, I need you to solve this impossible math problem. Yeah, okay, yeah, like <laughs> math or whatever, right? Sure. Imagine experiencing that 10 times a day. So keep in mind, you haven't slept for two days. Right. Somebody's pointing a gun. Like you, you can't even think clear. Yeah. I experience that 10 times a day. When I couldn't find my shoe. Can you imagine? Like, like you just, you, like, you experience that when I, when my, when my girlfriend sort of raised her voice, I would feel that. So it's like that intensity where literally you haven't slept for, you, we already know. When you don't sleep for a whole day, you already know how messed up you feel. Yeah. Visualize that by two days. So your, your chemical, everything is off. You're not thinking clear. No. And then somebody points a guy in your family member and say, I need you to, I need you to solve this impossible task. You're like, like so, the whole day, just literally every little thing that I'm dealt with, I, I experienced, and it was a very tough time. So I went to see a psychologist, and then um, thankfully, only lasted, you know, four or five months, and I got treated. But it was, it gave me an appreciation of how how fragile life could be. And I, I would say, having, if I didn't experience these things, I wouldn't be able to have the empathy that I have today, and being able to. Empathize with people who experience mental illness and who experience stress in life because it was such a scary time for me And I pray that nobody ever went through what I went through But if I didn't go through this I don't think I would have the broad understanding of life and the struggles that we go through and the pressures the unnecessary pressures We put on ourselves, right? And also, um, I wouldn't have an understanding of how do you make your life so simple that it's efficient it's pro- it's productive but you eliminate a lot of this negative stuff mm-hmm. so my battle with i think mental illness um it in a way i mean it was a blessing because it made me a lot stronger it, it, it gave me a lot of tools that i need today to succeed as a, whether it be as an actor or mm-hmm. as a professional but it was a very scary time and um it was hard is is an understatement it was beyond hard it was like i was there was times I was suicidal and stuff. So it was really? a, Yeah, yeah. It was it was scary, man. Like I did you ever try anything? No, I never try anything. But there were times when if I I remember I would be driving and um thinking that man, if a car just sw- side swiped me, I feel like I wouldn't even You'd be okay with it. Yeah. Vehicle. Like I was like I'm totally cool to die. Like and it wasn't like I was at peace with my life. I was just like I, I didn't want to live and um you know, and yeah, it was a scary time for sure. Very, very I, scary, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> I've never had it to that extreme, yeah. but I've been to the point in my life where,
0: like, I've first off, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, number yeah, one. yeah. Um, now to be selfish, <laughs> um, yeah, I add a little humor to this. I've been in that place where I've been so okay with life, but like, I'm like, whatever. It's just kind of. It is what it is. And if I die right now, it is, it is what it is. I yeah, just accept it. Yeah. And that's a scary thing in life. It is. And I feel like now would be a good time to do some non-advertising about the helpline for Canada. For sure.
1: We definitely need to bring more awareness to of it. Course. People need to know they're not alone. And uh, mental illness is everywhere. And um, it's, it's, it's something that is so... How would I say it? It's so easy to fix. But... It's so hard to make the decision to fix it. Like they so you, fragile. It is, and it's just like because if people just take certain actions, they could they could fix it, but they could have a million valid reasons why they don't want to take action. Right. You know, and so it's it's very fragile. It's very complex. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I'm actually gonna read the number right now for anyone who uh, do it. Cares do what? it. Yeah. So the Canadian service uh, prevention is suicide prevention is one eight three three four five six. Four, five, six, six. It's offered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Et mon um, famille était à Québec. Le téléphone est un uh, huit, six, six, appel. 24 hours, seven days a week. Merci um, pour ta attention. So moving forward from that. Um, yeah, thank you, man. I'm kind of emotionally moved by that. Yeah, actually. yeah. I, I know, because I remember you had mentioned it kind of briefly in like a conversation when we had... Uh, we met on set again for the first time. Yeah, we, not yeah. Set, but um, dinner, lunch, yeah, whatever yeah, that was. yeah. Yeah, you briefly mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Had just kind of started and you just go over a huge hump in your life. Yeah. But yeah. I think 2015 at the end of it was shitty for a lot of people. Like, I lost my aunt coming on five years oh, ago. Oh, man.
1: Sorry to hear. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, sorry,
0: four years ago. 2015, yeah. four years ago. Uh, actually, this month. Yeah. Like October's never been a good month. My, yeah. my girlfriend just broke up with me like last week. Oh, man. Um, OSAP was like, You owe us money again because yeah. Doug Ford's grant. I'm uh-huh, like, What the uh-huh. hell's going on with my <laughs> life, right? Yeah. But no, and, like, things will turn around. Of course. That's yeah. the thing, right? And it's hard in that moment yeah. To, yeah. To, to feel that way. And you know, I feel like there's a reason why it all happened and I'm speaking with you right now yeah. on a very personal selfish yeah. level. So again, I thank you, yeah. your fans thank you, my yeah, fans thank for you. For sure. Um, and I
1: and I think on the whole mental illness, depression, anxiety, I think a very big thing is, you know, I've experienced a lot of hardship in these last, you know, ten years and I feel like life doesn't need to be as as layered and as complicating as we make it. And I'll and I'll elaborate on that. For myself, one of the reasons why I experienced all this was because of this persona that I built around myself. You know, right. I told myself that the world sees me like X Y Z, or in this case, I told the world, I told myself that the world sees me as A B C D E F G, like a whole bunch of different things. So I have all right. these expectations I need to live up to. But the reality is this: when we die, we can't take money with us. We no. can't take fame. We can't take cars. We can't really take anything with us so now i'm at a point where i'm not really attached to any of these identities and when you realize that you let go of these identities you realize how efficient you can be when you make decisions every day Mm -hmm. from the food that you eat to the people you talk to to the to the way you navigate your career you become so logical like you become like it's almost like okay you want to lose weight you eat this now for a lot of people it's You want to lose weight, but you also want to please a list of 50 people. How do you now make the decision what you're going to eat? So it's almost like when you stop trying to put this pressure on yourself that you need to please this person and this person and this identity and this ego and this persona and this – you've got to present yourself in a certain way. Like there's all these different things that cause people to to make life so hard for them. And I think that's the one thing that I really hope when people hear this podcast that – that Was a big transformation for myself is when I fully remove all this weight off my shoulder, sure. and then when you do that, you start realizing that you are actually a very efficient and a very logical human being mm-hmm. when you don't have to try and please a hundred different people in your life that you see once every 10 years, right? You know, so so my depression, everything really was attributed to the fact that I was trying, I was a big people pleaser and I was trying to please everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and you just cannot, you can only do. The best decision for yourself. Mm. And and organically, if you do that, people will gravitate towards you because now you're living your life to your full potential. But if you're trying to do things for a gazillion other people, you can't reach your potential at all. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my piece around the mental illness and about just really trying to um, do things. So that you are maximizing yourself, you know, you're trying to bring yourself to the best version of yourself. Mm. You're not trying to do something so you can get the the, the okay of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you'll find that when you when you make, like, for instance, in your case, Justin, if you make yourself like the best version of Justin, people will naturally gravitate to it. it's crazy. It's just like people will now they will now love you. They will now be fans of you. They will now like appreciate everything you do. Versus when you do something. To try and please other people it's it's a very funny world that we live in when you just take yourself to the best that you can and everybody's potential is different but if you can maximize yourself i'm telling you your world will change the people that will come into your life will be golden and the people that will leave your life will be negative people and that's the way you want to live your life that's
0: Personally, I think I need to hear that today. Like, thank yeah, you so much for that. I yeah. like a lot of people who, who need to hear that. Hopefully, too. yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you when I when because I, I I sent you a text message like explaining my situation of how last week was kind of shitty. Yeah, you uh-huh. me uh-huh. like you like you're an A plus guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, your attitude second to none in life, and you know it happened for a reason. You'll find somebody better, and I was like,
1: exactly. And if for
0: some reason it was just it meant so much more coming from you. Just I'm myself. telling you, man. Like. <laughs>
1: like the reality is that and if any of these girls listen to this man, I was not a popular kid in high school I mean I was not that popular in university either and there was a lot of girls that I really liked a lot and Mm -hmm. um, they didn't give me the time of the day I was literally your perfect friend you know your your friend zone technically oh the worst yeah and and the reality is that um, you know when I look back now I realized that everything happens for a reason because they weren't right for me. Because mm-hmm. if I if they did happen to like me, I would completely change myself to try and to turn myself into somebody that they would have liked. And that would not have allowed me to reach my full potential. So when I look back at it, when you when you stay true to what you're good at and what you're passionate about, there will be people that will leave you and it hurts at the start. But you have to understand that it's... Like I know it's going to sound cliche to say it's for the best, but when you look back at it, you will realize it was the best thing that could have ever happened to you. But right, right now, I know it's everything is fresh and well, it doesn't seem like that, but when you look back at it, the people that come in and out of your life, when you look back, you will realize, man… Like, it, I couldn't have wanted any better. All these girls that I obsessed over back in the day, mm. had they wanted to date me, I don't think... I think my life would have turned out a lot differently from various aspects. That's all I can say. Have any of them DM'd you since... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you know what's so funny is that... Um, it's true? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I... Uh, <laughs> I like... So, I mean, me and my girlfriend, we got a great relationship, right? And I kind of joke with her. I'm like, you know, babe, this girl I such a big crush on. Do you mind if I, you know, like hang out? But we're just joking around. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it just – it will happen, you know, when, when people who – who um, it, and not only girls, but there's people that have kind of ignored me over the years and then they kind of reconnect and say, oh, hey, listen. we should, And it, it will happen. I expected it. So, But there definitely has been. And it's, it's not even a temptation, but it's just one of those things where – you kind of look back at it and you say, "Oh, you know, it's 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 a little bit funny, like the fact how how things turn around when right. for the longest time you would have wanted their attention and you wanted to be a part of their life and they really didn't give you the time of the day and then now um, now they you know they're um, they would love to um, you know hang out with you or, or be in touch and it's yeah but it's I think that's just the way things are I think people are always um they will always gravitate towards people that can maybe bring a little bit of value and I think it's just human nature I think maybe at that time I didn't really have any value that I can bring to the table mm-hmm. but maybe right now I have maybe a little bit more value than I could could have brought maybe when I was 17 or 18 years old so <laughs> I think safe. so I think just human nature it's nothing against anybody it's, yeah. yeah I mean it is but it's
0: like when yeah. I um like, like I bring this up too when I was when I was on LA yeah and um like I I posted like you know I was gonna be a VIP for for Jim Jeffries yeah got to go to a show and I'm gonna be backstage. Jim
1: Jeffries, the sales talk guy? No, the comedian. To Jim Jeffries. I feel like I know he's done a lot of motivational stuff, right? No, he hasn't. He's a doing you, comedian. You'll have to show me a picture of him
0: later, okay? Yeah, yeah. He's a, the Australian comedian has a huge bit on gun control. Okay, okay. I, you you've probably seen a snippet. I feel like I probably have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to I got to be back my yep. fans for time yep. time again, but I was backstage. Got to meet him. Got to for a show, whatever it is. And I posted on Instagram. Yeah the VIP thing because I'm going to flex a little bit because fuck I worked for this yeah and I had people who I haven't spoken to in years yeah. just, just message me and I wasn't angry at it I was just more interested I was like is, is this why we're speaking because I bring that I know, to you I know. Is and like, like whereas they
1: probably didn't give you the time of the day before right? exactly yeah right? and yeah. even
0: when I um when I show my transformation yeah. it, where yeah. I was 240 yeah. and then it was 170 yeah. I, had, I had people messaging me too either yeah. like congratulations or yeah. like yeah. oh my god let's catch yeah. up yeah but it's weird accepting these people like, like my photos before yep, or whatever yep. it is, but now this is like a big career boost for yeah. me, and now you want to get my interest? Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's like Just, proceed with caution. Yeah,
1: even... Um you know, I've had some loved ones who have kind of kept a distance and then, you know, they've kind of more reconnected and I would I don't have any sort of hate or resentment towards any of this. It just at the end of the day, I think humans, we always will gravitate towards somebody that we think could maybe offer us a little bit of value. And right. maybe there was a time when they didn't feel that we could offer them value. And I think it's just I don't think it's a I think it's just a selfish human nature thing. And I think people like me and you Justin, we're kind of we're kind of the few people who will Maybe we won't judge people based on their successes, but I know there's a lot of people in the world, they will judge you based on how well you are doing. Sure. Which I think is unfortunate that the world we live in is like that, but, you know, it's, and that's why we have, you know, people like myself and you who, it's, to me, that's one aspect of who a person is, you know, in terms of how successful. But a lot of people, they won't contact you unless they think that you're doing very well. And that's a harsh reality that we live in, and hopefully it will change, but. We'll see, see love, yeah. Um, and you, uh, you had mentioned to me briefly that you were going to LA for January to April.
0: Yeah. That about? Yeah. Tell me yeah. About yeah. That.
1: So I um, have recently been signed by a, a very big um, agency in Los Angeles. God damn. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I don't think they'll mind me name dropping because it's um, you know it's uh, it's it's all wide open, but. Um, the, the leads on the TV show Riverdale, right? Yeah, on Netflix. I don't know if you watched that or not. Never seen that. Yeah, website. so uh, a couple of leads. We all share the same uh, management company, right. and it was just a great fit because I knew that they had um, a really good name in Hollywood, mm. and I also knew that they worked with a lot of um, not only up and coming, but they worked with a lot of very established um, uh, actors and mm-hmm. actresses and they just have done a great job managing them promoting them and everything like that so this was just a great fit and right now I mean I'm more of an up-and-coming versus established um, actor but sure. so that's basically um, my plan is to go out there and and uh, hopefully they can get me in front of you know major studios casting directors right and people. yeah exactly mm-hmm. and because right now I think Toronto is very busy in terms of um, production and shooting but a lot of the major casting still comes out of los angeles so i realize um i need to make my presence in los angeles so that's why i'll be um living in los angeles for a couple of months in, in the new year you know with this new management company and so i'm you know excited and also uh nervous where i, I want to make sure that i can um, make an impact when i go out there yeah. so um so that's kind of how that came about? I was kind of searching for a management company, and they, these guys, you know, we we connected, and it was just a great fit. Happened and to work. yeah. So far, it's been good. They've um, they've gotten me some opportunities for self taping, and and I expect it to be a, a very fruitful collaboration uh, on both ends for sure. Man, I'm so excited yeah. for you because, yeah,
0: like, um, like I go to LA probably once a year, to yeah, do some shows or whatever yeah. it is. So I'll try to time it where you're there and I'm there. You can come catch a show. Yeah, for
1: sure, man. I mean, like at the end of the day, I think anybody who is in the entertainment business. You know, I feel like if if you don't sort of try and lay some some foundation LA, you're kind of selling yourself short. Just a because thousand percent. Yeah, because there's so much going on in Los Angeles. Like for instance, I've been told many times, and I already know this is kind of a fact. Like in Toronto, we've got like eight casting directors LA they've got like 200 you know yeah. and I'm, I'm sure they've got maybe a hundred times more actors there too but it's just the fact that there's so much more stuff going on there and from comedy to dance to everything like all the entertain. that is like entertainment of the world so um, so in terms of timing it, man definitely make it happen like yeah. I, exp- I would hope to relocate down there eventually but I have no doubt. We're gonna to continue to keep in touch, and uh, whether you want to crowd, uh, sorry, a couch surf on my place by <laughs> oh, all means. We, we we make that happen because I can see myself like being that broke comedian, being like Chase, man. I can't like, I
0: can keep your fridge stocked. About something like <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but, man, you'll do well. I have No doubt. <laughs> oh, thank you so much because like, uh, you you've been there for me in terms of like acting. You've messaged me re- being like, hey, sorry, um, like I can't go to this acting class. Do you want to like buy this ticket from? Yeah, like, yeah. But, and as sweet as that sounds. Um, I've had to reject it a few yeah. times. I think you've offered twice for yeah, yeah, like that. that yeah. and I've, I've turned down, but the fact you think of me is very impressive. Now I'm sure there's a list of people you have, are like this person, this yeah, yeah. but the fact I'm on that fucking list, is <laughs> just say impressive. I'm like, my God, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so if you ever like, you know, if I'm ever couch surfing at your place, 100%. Uh, God bless them so much. Um, and if I can even just meet people through nepotism cause that's networking at that point, yeah. I would be more than thankful just to shake the hand of someone. For sure.
1: Like, for sure. You're too kind to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I would spoken to you earlier about when I was in LA that I had met Joe Rogan and you wanted yeah. to the story. So I'll tell you the story now because uh, I don't think I've ever told my fans the full story but here's how it goes. Um, at the time, my then-girlfriend and myself were going to LA to meet a few friends yeah. and I'm friends with the producer of The Jim Jeffrey Show. Yeah. Um, his name is Tommy Caprio Yeah. and he's always invited me back to LA to come back to... He wants me to actually go see another show with him so I mean, maybe from LA we can do that together. Yeah. Go see the Jim Jeffrey Show yeah. or he, he does... Um, there's new girl he he manages to uh, she just did a comedy roast forgive me I can't remember her name but she tore the shit out of everybody on yeah. it yeah really popular oh yeah he does her show too yeah let me see if I can get on both shows yeah but regardless um so when I was there I, I was VIP I got to meet uh, Forrest Shaw who's his number one Jim Jeffries number one opener yeah uh, I got to meet JJ Snake who's his like opener as well he did a show in Canada yeah um and then. Tommy Caprio came by and he gifted me and my then girlfriend a VIP pass. Yeah, and he said, "Stay here." And we got to stay with like a buffet table. Amazing. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is like, and I'm trying to like introduce my girlfriend to um, like a bunch of people. Like, yeah, just, like, eating food. And yeah, like, or oh, whatever it is. It's just, like really awesome. Yeah. And then a slew of people start coming yeah. in to fill in the the stadium yeah. for his yeah. uh, to record a show. Yeah, and I go to walk out, and this girl named Cindy stops me. and yeah. she goes, uh, "I'm so sorry, but you can't go this way." And yeah, I said, like, "Well, why not?" And she's like, "Well, you're VIP. You have to wait." Yeah, and I've never had that experience. Interesting. Like, oh, I have to wait for what? And she's like, "You'll see." And then um, music went on, and then like all the VIP people walked out. Like, there's people who I've seen on TV who I can't remember the names. Yeah. But I sat next to Betty White's agent. Yeah. Right, sweetest lady I've ever met. Oh in my, my life. god! And I was like, oh my god, you're so nice. Yeah. And sitting on our, like in our chairs were our names. That's and, like, incredible. Justin Williams is, and I'm like and you know my, my dick has never felt so big <laughs> I was like oh my god oh, man. so I'm sitting on Sunset Boulevard yeah. uh, at Palm Beach Studios sorry yeah. uh, Palm Beach Studios on Sunset Boulevard I'm sitting at Palm Beach Studios yeah. see one of my favorite comedians perform and yeah. I get to take photos with him afterwards yeah. it's fucking amazing and Tommy Capra comes up to me because him and I've only uh, emailed back and yeah. forth he yeah. shook my hand yeah. and he said you know it's an honor to meet you um do you want to go see Joe Rogan tonight and there was a moment of silence where I'm like, don't ask me dumb questions. Yeah. And of course like, don't
1: tease me, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how
0: can, how can I do this? Yeah. And the way it was, it was my then girlfriend, Betty White's manager, myself, and then Sean Spicer was sitting to my left. Yeah. Now, Sean Spicer, I don't know if you know who that guy is.
1: Sounds familiar. He was
0: Trump's secretary of press. Mass okay. Secretary, okay. Um, and he had just been fired by Donald Trump. That Interesting. Week, right. So, and uh, Jim Jeffries knew he was in the audience, yeah, obviously. He yeah, started roasting Trump. The yeah. Board whatever it was. And the deal Tommy Caprio and I had was, if I could insult Sean Spicer, yeah. he would give me a VIP pass to see Joe Rogan. And I was like, give me a minute. So, no way. So, Jim is just laying into the Republicans. Yeah. just going off on yeah. like Trump and everyone who's associated with him. And Sean Spicer's not laughing once. Nothing. Just arms crossed like that one guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got one substitute yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I turned to him and I'm like guy just cause you don't get it doesn't mean it's not funny
1: that's so funny oh right my God. like
0: people around me lose their shit tommy reaches over high fives me hands me a ticket
1: so that's like, how you got to joe rogan that's how i got to joe rogan oh but I was something sean spicer that's incredible so they were being serious they weren't they weren't messing with you <laughs> no they're
0: 100 serious so i'm like oh shit it was, it was technically vip at the improv yeah but joe rogan was performing that night wow now if you've ever been if you, when you go to la please go to the improv or the comedy club one time it's yeah story it's yeah fucking phenomenal i will yeah um there's three rooms at the Improv, and guaranteed there is an A-list celebrity performing in one two of those rooms. Yeah. At that time, there was the Open Mic Comedy, there was somebody else I've never heard of, and yeah. then Joe Rogan. Wow. So I walk up with my VIP, and I went two tickets for Joe Rogan, please. And the girl behind the counter went, "How'd you get this?" And I said, "Oh, well this is my like kind of name drop a little bit." And I was like, "Well, you know, friends of Tommy Cap." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert the story. Yeah. And she goes, "That's fantastic, but the show is full." And I'm like, "But." But this is VIP right and she's like you can't get in it's a fire hazard and she's like we can give you tickets to another show and I was like well I'm leaving tomorrow <laughs> so I yeah. can't go to the show the only thing I can do is sit for, like VIP to yeah. book, my comedy yeah. which is free to get into anyways, yeah, yeah. right so I'm like whatever sign up for that and both shows start at 9.30 and it's like 8 yeah. o'clock right so whatever I go to the bar next door and Joe Rogan's there and I'm like Oh my god actually he, he, he's just hanging out well he, he was holding the door for people right he's like come in yeah whatever he was right talking Interesting. to people okay okay They're all like five foot four of him too yeah right so i'm sitting there and i'm like oh man joe i um i can't go to your show like it's sold out and he's like yeah it tends to happen and i'm like um uh, he's like how'd you get this vip thing and i to get third yeah, time yeah, yeah. situation my girlfriend's just in the back or ex-girlfriend she's yeah. sitting in the background kind of chilling there and um yeah she, he's like oh that's really impressive He's like tell you what if I notice there's an empty seat, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Yeah. And like, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, cool. And sure enough, there wasn't empty seats. So <laughs> I got to sit front row to a free comedy show at, uh, the open mic session.
1: Well, at least, at least you got to chat with Joe At least everything. I got to chat yeah, with Joe. Yeah, that's it, amazing. The
0: story gets a little better because I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever, um, at the comedy thing they allowed me to go on stage and do 10 minutes because yeah. the host was like oh you're yeah. like whatever it is obviously yeah. make fun of yeah. VIP people yeah. and I was like well I am a comedian and Yeah, I'm like oh we'll give you 5 minutes I'm like better yet give me 10 Yeah. All right so I lay my best material out I get like applauded and everything like that great time I go to take a leak in the back and I'm Using the bathroom and then Joe Rogan's sitting right next to me. Wow. Just like pissing next to me. We've like a sidebar conversation. No way. And I was like, eh, Like it's very, very weird. And I'm sure this has happened to him many, many times. Yeah. yeah. So if I bring this up to him, he might be like, I, I don't remember you. Yeah. But I, like, mean,
1: I love Joe. I listen to his podcast religiously. Like just a he's just such an intelligent, interesting individual. And somebody who is I feel like his understanding of the world is so broad. Like he right. just he just kind of understands a lot of things. I don't even want to say he understands a little bit of it. Like, he, he's able to full-blown have a conversation with experts in different fields. In anything. Yeah. in anything. Yeah, he just picks up and goes. I, I love so, the guy. I feel like I can only hold his attention for, like, five minutes tops. Because he's, like, his operating is such a high intellectual level or something. That's the thing,
0: right? And, I, and I, he's huge into fitness, and I did, and I yeah, did martial arts too. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, hey, I used to be 240, now I'm yeah, 170. Yeah. Can I show you? And he was yeah. like, no. <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> that's so jokes. But yeah, like, the thing is, he's like, if I could sit down and pick his brain for fifteen minutes. It
1: would be, yeah, I would pay for that for sure. I would, oh a thousand yeah. percent. I'd yeah. pay for it twice for yeah, one yeah, session. You know yeah. yeah. I mean? That guy's something else. He's he's too great. Um Justin, I'm gonna run to a washroom real quick here. Did you use a
0: washroom? Oh no, thank you. Yeah. And we're back. We took a bit of a hiatus there. Uh, Chase made me like fucking amazing eggs. Holy <laughs> shit. It was like it was five eggs, but like man, the way this guy just crafts oh, even cuisine <laughs> is amazing. Right now he's cooking or has has cooked um, these these carrots in the shape of, of fries, so it's almost like a placebo effect. So you're eating them and you're like, oh my god, this should be like sweet potato fries, but they're just fucking carrots made. And, and his uh, his lady, uh, what is it, red cabbage? Red cabbage, red cabbage, yeah. cabbage diced it up, so it's like in a steak ish formation. <laughs> Add some like onion powder to that bitch, and then I got to see. I was like, what the hell is this guy eating all the time? So I, I poke into his, his fridge, and he has this like um, he's gonna have a cheat day soon, so he does cheat. Um, he has, like, mozzarella balls. He has, like, how many liters of, of, of spinach uh, is that? The
1: spinach? Yeah. It's the spinach. So, uh, right now, I've got four spinach, four boxes. But typically, when we go to a grocery store, we usually pick up anywhere between seven to nine boxes.
0: Okay. So, nine boxes of, what, a liter of? Uh, so,
1: these spinach are 450 grams right, per they're box. Great. They're the biggest spinach box you could possibly buy, 454. So, grams. 454. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, that usually is equivalent to... That should usually feed a family of three or four over three or four days, if they eat salads every day. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a tremendous amount of servings. It's like 400... If anyone Googles 454 grams of spinach, they will see how much spinach is in that. That's like the size of somebody's torso. So literally just thinking of that, so
0: let's say you have it nine days straight. I obviously mm, don't, mm. but nine times four is 32. So you have 3,200 ser- like grams
1: of... Well, put it this way. If I am shooting a uh, a tv show or movie where it's every few days i'll be shooting i probably will be doing that kind of diet where every single day i will be doing that but if i on uh, a normal usually i'll do that for five days straight one cheat day and another five or six days straight
0: so Ladies and gentlemen, Chase introduced me to a really quick diet back when I needed to cut for something coming up, and it served me very, very well. Unfortunately, I was cut from the production before we got to shoot, but I ended up cutting from 200 down to 170.
1: 230 pounds! Uh, (laughs) Yes. I I was
0: was 240 on my my fat time, and then when we were hanging out, I was 200, and then I took your advice from 200, now I'm down to uh, 170, and I'm I'm hovering at like 180-ish right now. um, Only because my then girlfriend thought that 170 was too small, but since she's no longer the picture, I'm going back to 170. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good and bad. But before we go to the bathroom, we mentioned that you were uh, going to be in LA and yep. we were talking about a few things yep. like that. Will
1: you be wearing a shirt in LA? Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you oh, wouldn't. Man. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to uh, people get a bad impression. But if I had it my way, I would. I mean, LA is amazing weather. So if I had it my way, I probably would never wear a shirt. But I will probably be wearing a shirt unless I'm at Santa Monica Beach or Malibu Beach or uh, Hermosa Beach. Any of those beaches, right. I will not be wearing a shirt. But if I am anywhere. Uh, Hollywood Hills, I'll be wearing a beach. So, or sorry, wearing a shirt, not a beach. Yeah. But I will, yes. I will be wearing a shirt.
0: But ladies and gentlemen, I asked this question because um, if you Google Chase Tang, you will see one of the first photos is him with his like 90,000 pack abs. And he makes me feel like whatever. If I have the best day at the gym. I look at his photo. I go back. Um, tell us, tell the world about your diet. Yeah.
1: So I've gotten so many questions. Like even before the last few months just about my diet and I have um anyone who who knew me from 2016 I I look quite a bit different I was a lot chubbier I had a lot of body fat and so from 2016 until now I've experimented a lot with my diet I've done a variety of different things and like just altering carbs uh, sugar fats fiber vegetables protein everything so right now I have sort of found a diet that I feel has really worked for me, and it's Mm. worked very, very well. So I almost never consume sugar, never, and I very rarely consume carbohydrates. So these are the two things that I don't consume much of. Sugar is 100% I don't. Carbs, I will get them a little bit through Sometimes when I eat things like Greek yogurt, there might be a touch of carbs. Um, if I eat some vegetables, there might be some carbs. But like I rarely eat things like bread and oats and flour, um, any of these starchy things. Even things like um, uh, like beans and uh, legumes, I don't eat much of these because of the carbs in that. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I took Justin for a little tour in my refrigerator. Oh, my God. And I'm sure he probably saw just you know, mountains and mountains of, uh, of of vegetables. So the things that I eat a lot of, I would say, sixty to seventy percent of my diet consists of a tremendous amount of greens, and this is from broccoli to cabbage to cucumbers to spinach to kale to carrots to um, uh, lettuce to asparagus. Like this here consists of literally 60% of my diet. Mm-hmm. Now the other 30% will consist of you know proteins like salmon, fish, uh, beef. Like I eat a lot of steak and also chicken breasts and then eggs and egg whites. Mm-hmm. So this here makes up literally 90 to 95% of my diet. Right. And then the remaining five or 10% would be avocados, um, Greek yogurt and protein powder. So the interesting question that I get very often that I want to make sure I address on this podcast is how do I consume this? Right, because this is like a bit of a stretch. Like- it is a very big stretch because when I show people my – and I and I did a little video about my grocery shopping list. So I think I, I did a little video on my shopping cart. And when people see this, they're like, oh, my God, like this looks like a lot of vegetables. You, you must be – you must gonna stock up for like a whole month or something, but typically that's for like four days worth. Yeah. So people are always wondering how do you manage to consume four hundred and fifty four grams of spinach every single day? So there's two um, there's two appliances in my house that I use religiously. First one is my Ninja Blender, and I'm not endorsing any particular <laughs> blenders, shadowed. yeah, I'm not, I'm not endorsing any particular blenders, I just happen to have a Ninja because I think they're efficient to use, and it's great, and it's a good size one, so, but I think there's amazing blenders out there, but I think anything that can blend, um, anything that's frozen, I think is great. So I put all my spinach into the freezer, and uh, and then, so it stays very fresh, and when I want to make it, I will, I will take it out of the freezer and then throw it into the blender with two bottles of water. Now, when you use a blender... And you use water, you will be surprised how much more you can consume. Like when you make things into a soup, it's like you could consume four or five times the capacity of what you could have if it was a solid item. So usually after every workout not even usually after every single workout, I will always make myself a smoothie. Mm. So I will put literally 450 grams worth of spinach. And I encourage all my listeners to Google that amount. Cause I'm telling you, if a skinny guy like me can consume that amount of spinach, which is equivalent to, I think a whole family's worth over the week, easily anybody could do it. one. Like if I could do it, most people can. Quick
0: thing, how tall are you and how much do you
1: weigh? Uh, I'm probably about five foot. uh, I mean, everything online I think shows me is five, nine, five, ten. But I think my exact height, probably five, eight and a half, my weight... I'm anywhere between 100, depending on the timing, but anywhere between 150 to 160 pounds. Okay. Yeah, so cool. that's how much I weigh. So I would definitely be on the skinnier side, a lighter side, I would say. I'm just trying to get you yeah. a visual for the yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm
0: almost 6'1", yeah. and almost 170. Yeah. So yeah. we're not that far apart. Yeah, yeah. Of really yeah. So I,
1: I have a very good uh, appetite, and I can consume a lot for my size, for my height, for my weight. Right. Um, so uh, in terms of um, when I make my smoothies, right. I will... I will literally put all this into the blender with two bottles of water. And then I will use probably about, uh, in terms of comparison, three to four very large scoops of Greek yogurt. And the one, the brand that I always get is always triple zero. And again, not endorsing any products. I get this triple zero because it has zero artificial flavor. It also has zero preservatives and zero fat and no sugar added. So any sugar is all natural sugar. Mm. And I also do one scoop of isolate protein. And isolate protein is the stuff that they drain and strain all the bad stuff out of it. So it's the purest form of uh, protein powder. So basically I make my smoothie and it's once a day I will have that. And that typically is half of my meal. The other half (laughs) will consist of either chicken breast if I feel like it or it will be um, some eggs, or it will be steak, or it will be salmon. So pretty much I almost eat the same thing every day. Right. Now, I want to talk about the remaining vegetables. Broccolis, carrots. Cauliflower? Asparagus. Oh. Cauliflower. Ayo. Cucumber, um, cabbage, all these other things. How I manage to eat all these. I have an item that appliance, it is called a pressure cooker. Now, let me describe to you. So you can get a visual what this looks like. <clears throat> Visualize a very big crock pot, a very big pot. And you can stuff so much vegetables into this that it literally looks like it's, it's bulging out at the top. And you cook it for 10 minutes, and when it's done, the vegetables will all shrink to about one-fourth or one-fifth of the original size. So the pot is full at right. the start. Once you cook it, everything shrinks right down. So that means you can almost consume that in one meal as well. So the amount of vegetables that I am consuming in right. one day, in one day, I am confident to say it is equivalent to the average person's monthly vegetables, and I'm very confident to say that. So I know people, they always comment about my skin or my physique or whatever it is. Right. The amount of vegetables that I consume in one day, and there's so many benefits to vegetables, but I just – I already know it is so – if I'm comparing to somebody who eats very healthy, I would say it's probably what they consume in one week because I've seen what people consider eating healthy. And if we're basing it based on amounts of greens, very few people, I think, consume as much greens as myself. So my blender and my pressure cooker, these are like my – these are like my my secret weapons, oh, I guess you okay. want to call it that because these are two appliances I use almost on a daily basis. And simply, it just allows you – to consume so much vegetables Mm. and it's so easy to consume because they they change it into a format that is easy to consume it's like a smoothie and almost like a soup it's almost like drinking chicken soup every single day when you use the pressure cooker right so all those vegetables that you saw in the fridge everything that you saw in the fridge i could probably finish that in two days i kind of want to see this like not like watch you eat it but can you like I do want to make it because I do want to do a YouTube video of seeing people so for that people sure. can witness me make it and stuff like that. If you think it'd be worthwhile, I can make one show you right now. I would – well, first off, I'm selfish and want more food always. Yeah. But would I'm, you want
0: to try it? Of course I would want to try, try it. You want to try it? Let's <laughs> do it.
1: Let's. Okay. We're going to – either if you want, we can put a pause. I'll make one for you so you can taste it because I'm telling you, Justin, if you do it, man, right. you will truly look young for the rest of your life. <laughs> I shit you not. Like – You will find you can work out two, three times a day. You're perfectly okay. You will realize that something is going to change you. I'm telling you, vegetables, there is something unique about vegetables. And I never discovered it until like these last six to seven months. Like it changes you. It's crazy. But I will make you a smoothie today. And I want you you to watch me make it. Because I'm telling you, it's so easy to down. And it's like... A lot of times, I will make a smoothie, put them in four water bottles, and I'll just go out for the whole day. And that's all I'm going to eat all day. And I'm telling you, if you think my energy level is high right now, yeah, I yeah. can maintain this for 24 hours. So if you make some, can I take some home? And they, 100%. Some 100%. We're going to do it tonight. Before you leave, I'm going to make it for you, and we're gonna, I'm going to show it to you.
0: No, a very, like, off random question. Yeah. Can I go over for dinner one day and just see, like, the
1: whole shebang? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, the only reason why we've, you know, we've kind of kept things so closed doors is because it kind of does... You know it's not like we were worried about people judging us, but it's we don't want to freak people out. We don't want because, like, for one, me and my girlfriend we only eat once a day, so that is already a little bit odd. Like, very few people do that. If I work out twice a day, I might eat twice a day, but most of the time I only eat once a day, yeah. And it's just one of those things where, um, it's just so different, so different what people are used to. But for us, we're all about efficiency, longevity, and maintenance, and, and everything. I about because um, you, you had told me before probably that you do eat
0: one time say, one yeah. time I've yeah. um, tried that for myself and it's not that I couldn't do it I just felt like I got more lethargic near the end of my time uh-huh. so what I do is I don't have three meals I take that one meal but divide up into three times I'll, yeah. so I yeah. have like a third of the meal at breakfast a yeah. Yeah. third of the meal at whatever, just yeah. I like my metabolism getting started I like yeah. green tea with my yeah, breakfast yeah for sure that's just it works listeners that just works for me personally Yeah. Uh, but you know like Try Chase's way. You can
1: try my way, or try your own alternative way. Yeah, too.
0: So it, it's experimentation. Sh- so important. Yeah, everyone's
1: yeah. body is so different. You got to find something that kind of works for you, and that you can stick with, and that is you're seeing good results. I think it's so important. And that's the thing. And I typically don't have dinner this late. Yeah, but
0: I haven't eaten yet, and you saw me snacking on, on yeah like, uh, whatever, and whatever. I'm gonna so make like, you a smoothie before you leave too. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. for this man. Yeah. That's yeah. my yeah. breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna hit the gym before. I, anyways, I got I got a lot of shit to do tomorrow. I got a set I gotta do. But, cool, anyways, cool. Enough, enough about me. Back to you. Um so is there anything more about your diet you wanna discuss?
1: Um so I don't add salt to my food. And so, I remember you did it one time, no? For um, the chicken, the the you're um, boiling it. I would very rarely, almost never, if I do add anything, it might be Himalayan salt. Maybe occasionally I'll use soy sauce at home. I do have soy sauce but I rarely will use it. Right. So these are these so what I eat from Monday to I would say Monday to Thursday is very different than what I eat Friday and Saturday because I plan my schedule around auditions. And and I also... So the way that I look right now, Justin, yeah. today is Friday, right? If you see me on Monday, you would think I look a little bit different. Probably, yeah. yeah. And simply because I try to adjust myself for the camera. I try to adjust myself, you know. So, like, because there are times for myself, I, I feel it's smart to to um you don't need to look camera ready seven days a week because you're not shooting seven days a week you're only no. shooting probably once or twice a week so you just got to make sure when you are shooting that you look very camera ready sure. so my diet adjusts a lot depending on that and i know a lot of people who fail with diets because they try to be camera ready 30 days 30 times or sorry 30 days a month
0: they make it a career versus like a lifestyle exactly
1: you've got to make a lifestyle because if you make it a career you're going to burn out yeah so for me I, uh, me and my girlfriend we like are obsessed with sushi and I think I mentioned this on the first podcast too yeah, so like might. nobody and anyone who's listening to this and has seen me eat anybody who thinks that I don't eat all I can say is you guys don't know me because anyone who has seen me eat they think I have a massive binge eating disorder because I eat mountains and mountains and mountains of food so before this
0: podcast had actually started or it was during the break one time um, I was teasing Chase about this because him and I have actually never gone to sushi together, despite us being like relatively close. And then he called his girlfriend down just to confirm how much how many cheese wontons he ate, <laughs> and it was something like sixteen or fifteen, which is like, do, do your the place you go around here? I'm assuming yeah. it's local. Do they order by twos or by ones?
1: They so every time you order, you can the orders are by one. So if you do it, you only click fifteen. Yeah. Oh would, my god. You wouldn't god. click like seven. You just click fifteen. Yeah. Because I was gonna say every every place a to yep. cheese wontons. They give you two. Twos, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting. There, I'm like, did she only have one? Like that yeah, poor girl. <laughs> yeah. No, she. I think she may have had three or four that day, but like anyone who thinks that I eat healthy seven days a week, they have their information wrong because I am obsessed, in quotations, with deep fry things. I'm obsessed with ice cream. I'm obsessed with... Anything that is the most unhealthy things you can think about, I love them, and I would eat them every day if I could. Yeah, yeah, but the things it I just wouldn't. don't do because I uh, yeah, but the things like so I know people they think that they think that I'm this person who just doesn't like eating those things, buddy. If somebody is addicted to unhealthy things, it's me. But I just don't eat it because I'm kind of you know I know what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat. That but, I'm telling you, the willpower. My willpower is very strong. Cause I there's people I know they think that I don't like eating, so they're like, "Oh, it's easy for you, Chase, because you don't enjoy it." But trust me, I enjoy it. You don't eat 15 cheese wontons if you don't enjoy That's unhealthy. That's thing. Yeah, no yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, know. and I'll eat like eight or nine scoops of ice cream easily. Yeah, like it's 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 disgusting how unhealthy. I eat. I'll like literally we just went for sushi. I think I had maybe. I think six banana temperas. Have you had those? Yeah, yep. I had six of those. Nine, Justin. This is for dessert. We're talking. Okay, <laughs> I was going I, haven't, say, I <laughs> haven't even talked about the main course yet. <laughs> I didn't like, want to hear that. I haven't even talked about the the torch sushis and the and the, <laughs> and the with all the mayo on the top and the like spicy the, crunchy roll. Yeah, yeah, and like the shrimp temperas and like the um, the cheese the the cheese scallops and the cheese mussels. Man, like, could we go to sushi sometime, bro? We we definitely should. So regarding my diet. Um. I eat very healthy from Monday to Thursday, and then usually one day a week, I will eat very, very unhealthy, very unhealthy, you to, yeah. but only once a week. It's not a whole day unhealthy eating, and I will not limit myself. I, I will just eat until I feel fully satisfied, and I feel, you know, and usually it will, it will be a, a little date with my girlfriend or something like that. Very rarely would I have a cheat meal by myself, but pretty much that is my diet in a nutshell. God. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And it's... so. When people see these pictures that I take and stuff, you know, it's, um, it was like literally two or three days ago when I ate unhealthy. You can come in if you
0: want. How's it going? You're, you're being recorded now, so. She recorded? Recording. Oh, yeah, the girlfriend
1: is, just made an appearance. My
0: sushi, my sushi partner right there. I've been trying to get her on this podcast too. To <laughs> She's talk shy. To Chase, but she is apparently shy. Yeah. You want to say something? Uh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <guys do> okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Your yeah. thing, I think it's a small success that yeah. I heard a voice on this. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, play it. Yeah, like, show it. Show it. It's all good. Yeah, eventually um, we can edit out if it's something yeah. you obviously don't want or yeah. she's too uncomfortable with it. Um, moving forward, that's amazing. Yeah. One thing I do have a question about though is you didn't mention the brand of your pressure cooker, and I think that is unfair to the,
1: the brand, brand that you right? mentioned. You know what? Let's uh, let's see what brand that is there because I don't even know. All I know is I use them religiously and it's amazing. And I actually, if you're curious, I can show you how I use it. It's it's like magic. So the one is called Instant Pot. Instant pot? Instant pot, yep. That's the brand instant pot. Oh, it okay. costs is like, I think, $80 or $100. Right. And it will literally, I want people to get a visual, it will turn mountains and mountains of vegetable into almost like, like a, almost turn it into like a slushy type of a veggie where you can, it's almost like, it's almost like um, it becomes like a soup, like a sauce, if you want to call it that. Right. And it becomes so easy to digest. I want you to visualize like broccoli, kale, cucumbers Mm -hmm. turned into like a very – a sauce that you could use with steaks, use with chicken, use with eggs. And it's like – and it surprisingly does taste very good. But if you eat it in the raw form, it's very difficult. I can imagine so. Yeah, I, your I jaw like would be very sore. Yeah. yeah. I, I get, like, you would be eating all day because you couldn't do it. I have a joke
0: about this, actually. Yeah. That I, kinda, I didn't retire. I just kind of like swapping it out about how I hate sprinkles on my ice cream.
1: Sprinkles, yeah.
0: Because I've, I've spent my time working out my jaw with my meal, whether it be a steak or whatever it is, and I just want ice cream. Something that slides down my throat. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm already, yeah. I'm already fatigued. I don't want to Me too. I'm it. the same it's, way. Right? Yeah. I hate sprinkles. Yeah. Also, I hate it. Sorry about that. My, uh, my laptop, she's getting old nowadays, and... No, oh, yeah. Forty percent doesn't actually mean forty percent. It means you have about forty seconds to put a charge. Oh into no it. way! That's what happened. I was yeah. like, oh shit. Give it,
1: give it time to kind of reload
0: if you need. No, no that was good. We're recording now, so uh, fantastic stuff. So, um, as you guys may be aware, if you guys have started googling Chase at this point, he is a very popular figure in today's society. Furthermore, Marvel, being the dominant, dominant uh, company that they are, there's a lot of fans around Marvel who do fan casting, if you will. Like that thing that I've never been a part of. But <laughs> Chase, on the other hand, has been blessed to be fan casted in a few things. Am I correct on this? Yeah, yeah.
1: Tell us about it. What have you been fan casting It's I, I feel like the, the world we live in, especially with social media, things go viral very fast. Mm. So mm. somebody in the comic world had posted... Um they basically say something like I'm calling it right now as soon as you see Chase play a villain role everybody's going to be calling him to play this other role call um it's it's um it's a villain role called Namor and it was a uh, it's a character that I don't think they've ever made a movie out of it but supposedly he's he's supposed to be in Black Panther 2 as a villain right. and it's like a lot of it is all just it's all Kind of just uh, nothing has been confirmed. And the reality is I don't even know if um, Marvel even knows who I am or Kevin Feige or, or Sarah, Sarah Finn who does a casting for I don't even think they even know who I am. But everything kind of blew out of control where if you type in my Chinese name into Google um, and then you put in Marvel and the more, you will see pages and pages and pages of content like it's like rumor is that Chase Tang is playing this, and it's and it kind of just went viral very very fast. And this right. was like over the course of two or three weeks, not even a month. Right. So I had a lot of comic people actually message me and say, "Hey, what can you tell us about this?" Like, <laughs> you know, I like, are you intoxicated? I'm like, and I'm telling them, like, I don't think Marvel even knows who I am. Let's just get to the facts. I don't think they know who I am. But they're like, you know, I've had people ask me about like, you know, you're supposed to be playing this this next role so i feel like i'm i, I guess I, I feel very thankful that people are you know uh, kind of pointing the finger and saying that they would like me to play this but yeah it's been a little bit crazy for sure um because nothing's been confirmed i don't even think i mean but it's yeah it's the fan casting has been people have created fan pages about this, role. this yeah and then they would send me these um they would send me these sketches where it's my face like my face either cropped and then onto the body of this uh, of this character, or it would be like me. There was one where the lead of Black Panther two. It's like me holding him up by his neck, like as if I'm like beating in the main superhero. Like right. it's crazy, yeah. So to um, so all this has kind of happened. Uh, I think it's starting to die down. I don't know, but for the month of September, it was definitely a little bit crazy. Like it was almost <coughs> like. I like. I almost felt like I had another role in the in the works just because of all the action, all the pr- like. I would even call it press, but it was more fan casting press, you know. But it was uh, a little bit crazy, and that's that's kind of uh, where that one went. Yo, anything yeah. could happen, though. Right yeah, I mean, it's it's like this is. I don't even know if this project is a green light. What what things are gonna go from it? Mm-hmm. But it um yeah. I've had a lot of people DM me about this and saying, "Yo, is this like legit? Are you do you could cast?" I'm like, no, like. Let me just tell you, I don't think Marvel knows who I am. Okay, so right. I think it's just fans somehow are like, oh, you know, we would love if you played this role or that role, and I would be so honored if I if I got tapped on the shoulder to play that. But nothing has been confirmed. It's all just kind of fan casting. If this happens where Marvel comes to you and goes, "Hey, we want you to play them more,"
0: um, you have all the power in the world. You have the deck of cards in your hand. You can you can be like, "All right, sure," but I want like my fat friend here to play like this, and i will be like, "Yeah, right here." Like, yeah. I wanna be like your sidekick. that would be awesome if you got it. Like I'd be so happy just for you. Just like, I'd probably like just be in your trailer. Yeah, for
1: sure. We should definitely <laughs> work something out. Yeah, if that if that day comes, man, I'd be so blessed and definitely pitch you, package you along with you're it. So yeah. Do you too kind to
0: me. This man's just been gassing my tires the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. Um Jesus Christ guy. But you you've been in roles before where it, it caused you to, to relocate in within the GTA. Yeah. Within wherever I have to go. Um, and I found out just recently you're an avid traveler you fully enjoy going to like foreign countries and figuring things out tell us about that because you know there's a stigma behind it you gotta be like 90 years old you gotta be retired you gotta be a billionaire tell us what's
1: that that about? so I have been very fortunate to have traveled to I think I'm up to 30 countries now Mm -hmm. around the world and uh, I can rind them all off but it would I would probably have to review my list to make sure it's accurate but a lot of countries in Europe I've been to a lot of countries in Asia, pretty much like every single state in the U.S. And um, I think I have uh, fallen in love with traveling, especially these last few years, because I've realized how much it really opens your world. You really get to see – you get to really understand how different – and sometimes how efficient or how inefficient another country operates. And it just completely innovates your mental game. Like you just become so open-minded and you become, you almost become like, I think I've heard some of these billionaires talk about like how traveling has helped them make more money and everything. So one of the big misconceptions I, I that I wanna share with people is I've been very blessed that I have been able to travel to so many countries around the world, right. but a lot of people do believe that you have to be rich to travel. I'm just going to put on the record: I'm not rich. Like I would not consider, I would consider myself comfortable, but I'm definitely not wealthy or rich. Right. And I have traveled to a lot more countries than I think majority of people that have a lot more money than me. Number two, I think a lot of people think that you have to have this abundance amount of time. You know, I think Justin probably knows me better than anyone else. Is like, my schedule is jam-packed from the moment I wake up to the moment I sleep. I have very little free time. It took so, us a month to plan this interview. Yeah, I yeah so. like, I, I have no time. But for me to be been able to travel so much, it completely proves that misconception uh, is false, that you need this abundance of time to travel. Now, the third one is people say that you travel when you're retired. Right. I would just say that if you're not going to travel when you're young and healthy and you're going to wait until you're like your body is terrible, like what if you just use common sense? What are the chances of you traveling when you're unhealthy versus if you don't even do it when you're healthy? Mm. So the main thing, you don't need a lot of money, you don't need a crazy amount of time, and you definitely don't need to wait until you are in your old age and retired to travel. Mm. So how I've been able to travel so much. <clears throat> a lot of the expenses in traveling, okay? It comes down to accommodation and uh, and flights. Really? Now, depending on when you book your flight, to give you an example, why I've been able to travel so much and at a budget and been able to do things so efficiently. If you book certain times, a flight could cost you. Let's use a number like a thousand dollars. If you book another time, it could cost you as much as three hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. We're talking three times the savings. Yes. All right. Accommodation works the exact same way. So you could book a time where it could cost you $200 a night, or you could book a time when it only costs you $70 a night, but you're getting the same quality of flight. You're getting the same quality of combination. It's just the timing is different. So you have to sort of understand when the high season is and when the low season is. Right. And if you can plan around that, you could travel to a lot of different places at a very affordable price. Anyone who knows me knows that I will not eat or stay at a very crappy place. I was going to so, say, you're pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I try to live the best that I can. And, uh, but I try to do it at a, at a, at a, at a way where I'm not going to kill my bank account. Right. So the other thing is this. When I go traveling, it's very rare that I go only to one country. Because if you are flying, to, as an example, If you take a flight from Toronto to Asia, Mm. that one-way flight is very expensive. Mm -hmm. But when you're in Asia, if you fly within Asia, it's a lot cheaper flying within Asia than it is from Montreal to Toronto. And a lot of people don't know that. To give you an example, if you want to fly from France to Germany, one-way ticket, it'll cost you less than $100. I was gonna say, when I was in Germany, we kind of like were flirting with the notion of Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you can take a train for X amount of hours and it's like, 20 bucks exactly and okay. so you can literally fly from switzerland to germany to ireland to england spain to yeah to italy all these countries probably for 400, 400 or five hundred dollars just all a whole bunch of one-way tickets okay right but if you want to fly from toronto to europe that one ticket might be a bit expensive bro even toronto to vancouver is expensive same fucking country yeah it's so expensive. it's like a grand and change i know and that's the thing is that um we're so you have to so when people don't have traveling experience It's so funny. People assume if you fly from Toronto, Vancouver, if that's 700, 800 bucks, then flying from France to Italy, two different countries, must be even more expensive. Incorrect. It's like $80. So if you're able to understand which countries fly to which countries, Mm -hmm. you can budget yourself very well. And another little trick that I use that I want to share with people I take advantage of layovers. So I'll tell you exactly what I mean by this. There are some flights I will intentionally on a vacation, I will book where there's a very long layover, like a night or two night layover or whatever. And you get to country hop. So there's been times where I would literally spend a day and a half in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And like for the same cost versus if I was to uh, do like a direct flight without stopping to Ireland. You just literally, and I've stopped in Amsterdam. I've stopped in, like I've been to Amsterdam like three times. I've been Iceland like three times. I've been in France twice, Italy once, Spain three times, Turkey three times. So like you get to really maximize, um, like if you understand the system and you understand how ticket pricing works, if you understand which airlines um, fly to which countries, you can better plan. So one thing that I always do is this. If you know there are certain countries international that you can fly from toronto that are very affordable mm-hmm. amsterdam is one of them iceland is one of them um there's a few other countries turkey is potential one of them as well i know england's pretty cheap too england's not bad it's pretty affordable too yeah. but there's countries that are expensive like if you want to fly from like toronto to like i think russia to like uh to certain countries where they don't fly there often it's expensive but if you fly from England to Russia it might be cheap so you have to understand which countries fly to which countries mm-hmm. and if you can and it literally it takes five minutes to understand that you know and there's also things where a major city like New York City or Vancouver or Montreal they also fly to certain countries for very affordable so if you can find out and these things you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. It literally takes five, 10 minutes of research. Anybody who has a computer who has internet can figure it out. And that's the thing. If you understand a system, you could do what I had done, travel to a gazillion countries with a very short amount of time. I was able to visit, I think over 20 countries in the span of, I think three years. And most people, they tell me that their <clears> goal is to visit one country every two years. I'm like, buddy at that pace, you are never gonna visit enough countries. So, like, and my and I've brought my girlfriend along. Before she met me, I think she's been to um, I think she's been to four countries. Now I think she's up to like sixteen or eighteen countries. Got and we've it. only been I think we've been there for like five years. So, um, so I just show her a more efficient way, and uh, you know, it's not gonna be, break your bank account. And one thing that I also do is this: a lot of people when they go traveling, when they come back from traveling their life is turned upside down. You were saying, yeah. yeah. So I never allow that to happen to myself. I make sure that when I travel, everything at home is well taken care of, and then when I come back, I'm not stressed out. Because mm. a lot of people, they will go traveling, and when they come back, they're so stressed. So then the next time they take a vacation is in five years, because they don't want to deal with that stress again. For me, when I come back, my life didn't skip a step. Right. You know. So when I go traveling, I will go anywhere between 10 to 20 days max. I will never go beyond 20 days. Number one, you get a little bit behind in your life back at home. Mm-hmm. You know, So I try to keep it within that 10 days to 20 day mark. And it just, it works phenomenal. So every year, um, I basically take anywhere between two to three vacations, which I know sounds very luxury and sounds like the lifestyle of a rich person. Justin, you probably know me. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself rich or wealthy. I would consider myself comfortable but I take vacations in the capacity of what people consider rich. Like if you travel, like for instance, in the in the year, I've, I'm sure you see me on Facebook and stuff. Like for the year of 2017 18, thousand seventeen eighteen, I'm pretty sure I took like five or six vacations a year with my girlfriend. Right. You know, we went to a lot of places, and it's very doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I gotta you gotta text me like
0: when these cheap flights are. I gotta I, yeah, out. <laughs> for sure, for yeah, sure. I gotta start bouncing on this shit, man. Because I, I have
1: had a lot of people ask me to like, man, how do you manage travel to so many countries? And because they know I have a busy lifestyle, but if you understand the system, if you understand timing, you can make it work. Yeah, you can make it work very very well for sure. Perfect. I yeah, definitely want to get in on this little life hack, as you say. Definitely a life hack for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> chase life hack, dang
0: man. All right, so I think we've covered uh, pretty much everything that we wanted to discuss. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, officially broken the record of one hour and
1: 33 minutes, I believe, was set by yeah. Sarah. So we, we've passed that. And, and I would love it if um, if there's any listeners that, you know, because um, me and Justin are going to be connecting again. But if there's any particular questions or anything that people really are dying to know about me, you know, I think uh, definitely send them to me. Send them to Justin and we could... Uh, you know, we could do something like this again. And these are just things; these topics were things that people, I guess, so many DMs on, and I wanted to, I wanted to just share this, and and hopefully people could uh, find it very beneficial. I think they will, yeah. well, Chase. Yeah. Anyway, sir, it was a pleasure. And Likewise. A honor. Likewise, the pleasure was absolutely
0: mine. Oh, you're too kind to me. Yeah. I really want to see these smoothies. And let's get the smoothie going. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. All right, guys, that's my time. My name is Justin Williams. This is Chase Tang. This podcast will be coming out sometime, hosted by the new uh, company I'm under, and I will go into details about that. But, you know, Chase is very busy. He had this free time. I figured to jump on this right now. Um, yeah, anything else you want to throw in there last second? No, yeah.
1: just peace out. Take care. Take care of yourself, and uh, and we'll be talking soon. Cheers.